let's be real. Lawsuits are no fun, but with Paulson and Nace, at least they are a little easier. With two DC-born partners, Paulson and Nace will fight for you the way only a Washingtonian could. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, and other complex injury cases involving negligence. So if you have been hurt or lost a loved one because of someone else's mistake or negligence, call Paulson and Nace for a no-obligation consultation. Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call 202-463-1999. Today on CityCast DC, all right, what's the best bread in DC? Jill Wynn, the bread lady of Capitol Hill, dove into baking during the pandemic and has some thoughts about what's coming out of her oven and beyond. It's Thursday, December 22nd, 2022. I'm Michael Schaefer, and this is CityCast DC. So Jill Wynn, you are like a pandemic baker who's really committed to the bit. Um, But I need to ask you first, where do you buy your bread in DC? That is when you're not making it yourself. Can you tell us your three favorites? Oh, that's a really tough one. This might be surprising, but I don't usually buy bread. Um, you make so much of it. Why would that be surprising? Yeah. I do enjoy like a little breakfast treat like croissant, you know, or uh, cruffin. I love yellow, the cafe in Navy Yard. They have an amazing uh, za'atar croissant. You know, they do a lot of the pastry with Middle Eastern flavors. I love that. I'm a big fan of Seilu. You know, I'm, a, I'm obsessed with sourdough. Like, I have to make everything sourdough. And I think Seilu is just obsessed with making, making everything whole grain. And I just am a big fan of that. Every once in a while when I'm really, really desperate and I cannot wait two to three days to make a whole loaf of sourdough from scratch, I have bought bread from Trader Joe's before. There's nothing wrong with that. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> so you were you you like weren't even a baker until a few years ago. Now you've got a pretty big following in DC. You sell a bunch of uh, your homemade stuff. What's your path? How'd you wind up becoming a bread expert? I wouldn't call myself a bread expert. I've always thought of my journey as a bread education in the open. Um, I didn't start baking until March 2020, like any baking. Like I was never the person who baked cookies or baked brownies for the office. You know, I was never into baking, partially because I didn't grow up with it. I grew up in Vietnam. We didn't have an oven and baking is just not a, wasn't a thing when I was growing up. But of course, you know, two weeks into the lockdown, I was getting really bored. And after work, you can only watch so much Netflix. So my husband decided to create challenges for me. At first, there were cooking challenges, baked Alaska and, you know, beef uh, Wellington. And then after a while, I was like, ah, make bread. You've never made bread. You don't bake anything. And that became something that I really enjoy. I really enjoy the process. And of course, you know, I started making the sourdough started like everyone else and my first one failed. So it took me a while to get a sourdough started going. And by the way, her name is Scarlett Dohansen. I felt like I felt very strongly about sharing the name of my sourdough starter because 
I'm dependent on her every day. And then, you know, it's just a lot of reading about tips and tricks to make better sourdough bread and then make other sourdough treats. And I was just so into the science of it, but also the arts of it and every part of the of the process. I'm like a kid in a playground with this. You so know, you're I, someone who went from like process to product, uh, not the other way around. You can say so. So how'd you tap the market? So there you are. It's locked down. You're cooking. You're one of millions of people posting uh, pictures of your sourdough. And then what happened? The summer of 2020, I was getting more confident with my bread baking. And at this point, like there's a mountain, mountain of bread at home at all time. And we couldn't keep up with eating it. So we would take walks around the city saying hi to friends from outside and six, you know, six feet apart. And we would just drop off bread to people, to friends and colleagues and family. And then that lasted for about two months. And then people started being like, please stop because we're also baking over here. Like we just, this is not <laughs> helping, you know? So about October, I had this idea. I was living in Columbia Heights at the time. I was about to move to Capitol Hill, but I noticed that there wasn't a place to get fresh, fresh bread in Columbia Heights. There still isn't really one. So I posted on um, a neighborhood Facebook group. It's like, hey, I've been baking. Um, if you're interested, I'm open to sell my homemade sourdough loaves and donate the proceeds to charity since I wasn't doing it for the money. And it just kind of go from there. I remember I had a Google form and the first week I baked 19 loaves of bread. And it was really sweet, you know, to be sitting outside wearing a mask, talking to neighbors that I never really had a chance to meet. And then um, I moved to Capitol Hill and did the same thing, posted on a Facebook group, and then it kind of go from there. So tell me, you know, you moved from one neighbor to another, you couldn't find a nearby bakery. How's the, the bakery scene uh, different in DC than other places you've been? So I've spent time in New York and in Europe a lot, and I just love the feeling of being able to walk to a neighborhood cafe and get you know, a cup of coffee and maybe like a pastry for breakfast and then grab a loaf of bread so you can make lunch or, you know, dinner later for a dinner party. Um, and it's just not the same in D.C. Um, there are tons of bakeries in D.C. that does that, that do amazing pastries. But I think there's a real whole a place, neighborhood places to get fresh, freshly baked bread. And especially sourdough bread. Of course, you know, there are places that advertise that they do sourdough, but it's not true sourdough in a sense. Um, because sourdough is the process, but also like there's a flavor to it. And a lot of places just kind of add things to make it taste like sourdough, but it's not sourdough. It's time to get dressed up, DC. So Others Might Eat is having its Young Professionals Network Spring Soiree that's to help raise funds for homelessness in D.C. The gala is on the evening of May 17th at the National Museum of Women in the Arts. There will be live music from DJ Heat from the Washington Wizards, photo booths, food, and even a special appearance by a former actor from Pretty Little Liars. Wow. There will also be a canned food drive, so be sure to bring a few cans to support Sum's Food Pantry. Grab tickets before they're gone at sum.org slash spring soiree. 
That's S-O-M-E dot O-R-G slash Spring Soiree. See you there. When was the last time you went to the theater? Well, we have a new show for you to check out. The Gala Theater in Columbia Heights is showing the political musical comedy Museum in the Closet, Avida's Return, which follows Argentine icon Eva Perón to the afterlife as her preserved corpse ignites political scandals, clandestine affairs, and mysterious murders. The show is full of samba, reggae, and tango that will have you tapping your feet nonstop. The show is in Spanish with English surtitles and will run from May 9th through June 9th. Get your tickets now at galatheater.org or call 202-234-7174. Can I ask a question at, at the risk of having you like hit me over the head with a baguette or something? Um, like, can't you just go to Safeway? Like, what's the difference between bread that like a neighborhood bakery bakes uh, that, that also sells coffee or something and bread that you can buy at a uh, supermarket that presumably sources it someplace uh, large? Making bread is a really simple thing. It's a practice that's been done for thousands of years. And I mean, it's flour, water, salt, yeast, natural yeast, or baker's yeast. I mean, baker's yeast is an invention from 100 years ago. So for thousands of years, it's always been natural yeast, so sourdough. And for a place like Safeway to get bread on the shelf, going through like, you know, manufacturing process and shipping and get on the shelf and all that kind of thing, they have to put in preservative and also other ingredient. I mean, if you look at the label of I don't know, a loaf of honey wheat loaf from Safeway. Like there's like 20, 30 things on it. And I don't think bread should take 30 ingredients. Wait, do those ingredients make it taste worse? A lot of it is to preserve the texture and the flavor of the loaf, but it's just really not the same, especially when you can achieve the same texture and flavor, even better flavor with four ingredients. Funny that this, that like, that... What you are into, right? Cooking, uh, uh, making bread, selling the bread, treating bread as a thing that should be made in a, a non-industrial way. That weirdly, it coincides at the same time as the, a lot of the people in the country uh, have become scared of carbs. And it's a funny, uh, it's a it's a funny coincidence. I've always been a foodie. I'm Vietnamese. Mm -hmm. Vietnamese culture is always about food. It's funny because I, I love thinking about. Um, our language, you know, like in the U.S., like you celebrate a holiday. In Vietnam, you eat a holiday. That's the verb we use as in like mm -hmm. celebrate a holiday. It's all about food. What I do, a big part of it is more about just bread. The bread is really good. And I have a ton of people telling me that I've ruined bread for them. Like they can't go anywhere else. <laughs> they can't go to Safeway and pay half the price for a loaf of bread. It's just not the same. But at the same time, to be able to know the person that make your food, to know what goes in there. I do pick up from my house and I'm, I live on a quiet one-way street in Capitol Hill. So during pickup time, like there's a line outside the house, people walk by with their kids, with their, with their dogs. Um, it's a little bit of party and there's always a bit of conversation and no matter how 
bad your week was. Like there's a little bit of like hope, like, oh, I get fresh bread on Friday, yay, and the little like neighborhood party. And I think people live for that. So, so how much do you charge? So um, a loaf of bread, I mean, it's like a pound and a half. It's not small. Um, it start at um, $9. That's a country loaf. And then depending on how much whole grain or other you know, additions in there, um, the most expensive loaf of bread that I do, it's called French onion sourdough. So there's caramelized onions, which takes forever. And my house smells like onion for a whole week. And then there's three types of cheese that goes in there. That's $12. And usually for our household too, a loaf of bread a week is plenty. And then I have other sweets and pastry stuff, all of my made sourdough as well. It's always risky to, to use social media as a as a barometer. But is are we like in a like a bread boom in uh, DC? I don't think so. There is a wave of places that offer regional taste you know like yellow is like a yeah. middle eastern flavored cafe mm -hmm. and then there's rose Aft bakery which i've had the opportunity to shadow for a few weeks they do um dessert and then asian flavored dessert mm -hmm. and then there's um you know shabbat and delight like the um armenian and the ukrainian cafe and bakeries in adams morgan so I, i'm seeing more people of different backgrounds opening up places offering pastries from their own cultures or pastries that we're familiar with in their own flavors. And I love that because I do, I do a tons of um, donuts or different bread with flavors inspired by my culture or like, you know, my childhood memories. Um, so I, I think I, I see a trend in that, but definitely I don't think we're anywhere close to a bread boom. I would love to start one. Well, let's talk about that. How would you do it? I mean, I love my... I still think of it as a project because for the longest time I was working full time and then baking during the weekend. So I think it was my little side project, but now it's my full time thing. Um, so my micro bakery, but I mean, one day I would love to have a bakery cafe in, in Capitol Hill that does fresh bread and pastry. And then at lunch, there's panini and sandwiches and pizza. But the focus has to be on bread, not you know, sweets or pastry, like nothing wrong with that. I love making them. I just find bread to be the fundament, like fundamental thing in what I do. Jill Wynn, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you, Mike. Great chatting Bring me with bread. You. Bring me bread soon. <laughs> I will. Before you go, here's some quick news. D.C. advocates held a candlelight vigil on Tuesday for the 77 homeless people who have died in the district so far in 2022. That number is likely to exceed triple digits this year since the statistics reflect a 90-day delay. Last year, at least 138 homeless people died, according to the medical examiner. Meanwhile, dozens of students from the Duke Ellington School of the Arts protested this week about how the D.C. public school system is potentially taking over full control of the school. Right now, it's run as a hybrid, and there's a nonprofit that oversees its famous arts curriculum. The city says it needs to improve oversight and accountability, but the students argue that this would dilute what makes the place unique. Also, Arlington, yes, Arlington, is the second happiest city in the U.S., according to a new survey from the University of Pennsylvania. The survey looked at factors like personal finance, well-being, and quality of life. The result might have something to do with the fact that over half of Arlington residents earn over $100,000. Sunnyvale, California was the only city to beat it.
And lastly, Colby the Llama, who was apprehended galloping down Fairfax County Parkway on Tuesday, was safely returned to her owner. It took five animal protection police to bring her in. Staff at Fairfax County Animal Shelter say they believe she just, quote, wanted a wild adventure in her later years. And that's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, why not post it as a comment on the Instagram page of one of those friends who's always posting pictures of bread. Our lead producer is Priyanka Tilvey. Our producers are Meg Dalton and Julia Karen. Our newsletter writer is Kayla Cote-Stemmerman. And our hosts are Bridget Todd and me, Michael Schaefer from Politico. Music is by Alex Roldan. We're taking Friday and Monday off for the holidays, but we'll be back Tuesday morning with some special content as we count down to 2023. I'll talk to you then.